Hello and welcome to Z3 News. I'm James Bailey and today is Tuesday, September 1st, 2020. And today I'm sharing some insights into some new dreams that were received by Pastor Dana Coverstone in July of 2020. Now these are in addition to the ones that so many people have heard about that he had received back toward the end of June of this year. But I had not heard and was not aware until recently that he had also received these two additional dreams, one on July 10th and the other on July 25th. And so I'm going to provide some comments about those. And then I've included both of those at the end of this program. And so that way you can hear it directly from him. But the reason I wanted to get this out today is because the two new dreams, and especially the one he received on July the 10th, was specifically regarding the month of September. And just as a review, if you've listened to the dreams that he received back in June, he was shown the months of a calendar for the second half of 2020. And when it got to the month of September... He saw a hand underline it and then tap on it three times. So September was being emphasized even in those dreams. Now his dream that he received on July 10th is specifically warning us to prepare for what's coming. And so there's a focus in that dream. There's a focus on the month of September, a call to pray to prepare us for what's just ahead of us in the remainder of this year. And I believe God has given us a special gift through His dreams because He's giving us a level of clarity that I have not seen before, specifically in giving us the timing of these events. You know, so many times God will refer to prophetic markers, signs to watch for, but it's very rare that God will give us specific dates, not only the months, but in the in the case of his dreams, he's even revealing specific events happening at specific weeks of the months. And I believe the reason why we're being given this extra level of insight is because we're facing a greater level of danger ahead. And so I believe we're seeing the goodness and kindness of God to warn His people because He has already given us so many warnings. And for the most part, they've been scoffed at, they've been ridiculed, they've been ignored. And I'm talking about ignored by Christians, ignored by Christian leaders, mocked and ridiculed publicly, slandered as messages of gloom and doom. But yet, here we are finding ourselves facing uh, events that we can see happening now with our physical eyes and ears. And so it no longer requires any faith to believe it. But yet, even now, even at this very late hour, so many continue to hit the snooze button and go back to sleep, thinking everything's going to be okay. And so I wanted to present today the overall context to take just a few minutes to explain how did we get to where we are today and what is this great danger that's right in front of us. Because I hope by doing so, it will emphasize the message that Pastor Dana is delivering, calling us to prepare. 
And so we have been given this little window of time remaining between now and the end of September. And I find it very interesting that when we get to the end of September, at sunset on September 27th, it marks the beginning of the Hebrew holiday called Yom Kippur, which is the time when time was up. When Yom Kippur came, judgment was set for the next year because God had given the people that time between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur to repent, to prepare their hearts for what's coming. And so, by the grace of God, we've been given these warnings. We've been given this heads up to let us know now's the time to prepare our hearts for what's ahead because what's coming is an assignment from the pit of hell, an attack specifically directed at Christians. That's what this is all about ultimately. It's not an attack from the Chinese or the Russians or the communists or even from Antifa or from the far left or any of the things that we hear about we're bombarded with constantly in the news media. They're never going to tell us what it's really all about. But if we read the Bible, we'll see that it's all about war against God, war in the heavenly realm, being reflected in the earthly realm. And I like the fact that Pastor Dana's dreams also make that point crystal clear. And I want to try to put this in context. These events that are coming in the next few months, the enemy could not have done these things had he not first laid extensive groundwork to get us to this point because when our nation was established, our founders had godly wisdom because they saw all over the world wherever power was concentrated in the hands of a few people like they saw happening in the monarchies of Europe. It always led to tyranny. It always led to the masses of people being deprived while the very few privileged elite held on to all the wealth and power. And so our founders established a system of government that spread the powers around so that no one man, no small group was to possess all that power, but it was spread across three branches of government and it was spread across states at the state and local level. And so they did everything they could to limit the power of the federal government. And that's why for the first 124 years of our nation, the federal government had no power to tax the incomes of the American people. It wasn't until 1913, through a corrupted process, that the 16th Amendment was passed, allowing Congress to tax the American people's incomes. And that's just one example of many laws that had to be changed. Many foundations had to be destroyed to get us to where we are today. And it was in that same year, 1913, that the power that the Constitution specifically gave to the Congress, which was the power to coin money and regulate the value thereof, that power was handed off to a foreign entity, a group of bankers called the Federal Reserve through the Federal Reserve Act of 1913. And that was in direct violation of Article 1, Section 8, Clause 5 of our Constitution. 
And it was because of that violation that we find ourselves in this predicament today. Because since that time, the American dollar has already lost over 97% of its value, and now that remaining little bit of value is under attack because their scheme is to devalue it once again and ultimately to destroy it. And the attack against our nation continued as they continue pursuing this goal of building up this all-powerful federal government through Franklin Roosevelt's New Deal and Lyndon Johnson's Great Society and with many other programs since then, including President Obama's Obamacare. And so we've come full circle to the point where today many Americans believe it's the duty and the role of the federal government to take care of the people. And it never was designed to be that way because looking out for the welfare of our people was supposed to be handled at the state and local level, and that was for our own protection. Because if any foreign power wanted to overtake our government, it would be so much harder for them to do so if the power of our nation was decentralized. Because instead of overthrowing one man or one small group, they would have to overthrow many people across many cities and many states, and that would make the task almost impossible. And so our adversary has been scheming for decades to change the laws of our land and specifically to stop the American people from practicing their Christian faith while also getting them to participate in violations of their faith. So, for example, back in 1954, Senator Lyndon Johnson, who later became President Johnson, drafted an amendment which became law, making it illegal for Christian leaders, specifically pastors, to speak publicly about political topics and forbidding them from publicly endorsing any political candidate and requiring churches to gain federal government approval for their tax-exempt status through the formation of what's called a 501c3 organization, even though churches had always been tax-exempt without requiring any federal government approval. And so the tables were turned so that now our Christian leaders had to bow down to our government leaders just to keep their tax-exempt status. They had to be careful what they said. And for the most part, that amendment was successful in silencing many Christian leaders. And then many more laws had to be passed and Supreme Court rulings had to be made to overthrow the right to teach the Bible in our schools, to allow our children to pray in schools. Yet, ironically, our schools are still allowed to teach Islam, to pray Muslim prayers, and they're even allowed to teach Satanism, and they're allowed to teach our children to participate in all sorts of immoral lifestyles and practice all sorts of immoral acts, such as passing out condoms for them to have sex with one another and to bring in transvestites 
to teach the kids that it's okay to live a perverted, homosexual, transvestite life. And so our public education system has completed the transformation process from a Bible-based, faith-based education to indoctrinate our children with an anti-Christ, anti-God agenda. And under that agenda, we are only taught lies about the past because these evil culprits who are running our school systems understand that if we knew the truth about our past, we would immediately be able to recognize the scheme of the enemy operating in our land today, and we would rise up and kick them out. And so more laws had to be changed. More court rulings had to enforce this Antichrist agenda, making it legal to murder our unborn and in some cases even our newly born children through abortion. And our immigration laws had to be effectively voided so that they could no longer be enforced, so that tens of millions of illegal aliens could enter our land with immunity and stay here. And not only that, but be rewarded with Social Security payments for which they never paid a dime into. And so, whoever heard of a nation that doesn't protect their own borders, that doesn't abide by their own laws regarding immigration? Yet, the American people today have become so confused in their thinking that they think it's racist to abide by our laws. And then came another court order making it legal for same-sex couples to marry one another. And so, our government has endorsed and supported these practices that the Bible calls sin. And then the Fourth Amendment of our Constitution came under attack thanks to this false flag event called the 9-11 terrorist attack that paved the way for the passage of the Patriot Act that now allows our government to violate our rights by going into our homes with undue search and seizure just by saying, oh, well, they're a terrorist, they're a threat to our national security, and so for the good of our nation, we had to do that. And so our people are now threatened by this all-powerful government that can come in and do whatever they want, while we no longer have any due process to defend ourselves. Meanwhile, this same government has been repeatedly exposed And it's well documented that they are the ones, the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, they're the ones orchestrating this global illegal drug trafficking. They're the ones bringing in all the narcotics, the heroin, the cocaine, and all the drugs that are being used to dumb down and bind our people because the evil harlots running our government understand that when we're in this zombie-like condition, we're much easier to control. And so, for the very same reason, they've formed alliances with the major pharmaceutical companies to keep us pumped up full of all kind of prescription drugs. So instead of relying on God and seeking the peace of God, we turn to our happy pills. We have all sorts of counterfeit solutions. And 
This agenda to dumb us down and control us also explains why the CIA is involved so heavily in the entertainment industry, specifically in the production and creation of movies and television programs, because it's just another part of our indoctrination process to keep us confused and in the dark and believing lies about our history and about what is an acceptable lifestyle. And to lure us into their trap, they use ever-increasing sexual enticements to appeal to our carnal appetites, ultimately seeking to get us to look at things and partake of things that will violate our own faith and destroy our confidence before God. And for this very same reason, our CIA has an internal department specifically devoted to training journalists. Because the CIA, since 1947 when they were first started, they have been intimately involved in controlling our news media organizations and planting their own infiltrators within these positions. And so the American people are consuming news that is specifically designed to confuse them, to hide the truth. And these CIA activities are well documented, including congressional hearings back in the 1970s. And as I shared in a previous program, a quote from CIA Director William Casey that he made a statement directly to President Ronald Reagan saying, we'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. And so, for many decades, we've been under attack by our own government, and they've even led us into wars under false pretense to gain our support. Because if we knew the true story behind these wars, we would never have participated, as they have used our resources and the lives of our young men and women to advance their evil schemes, interfering in the sovereign affairs of nations all around the world for many decades through outright military operations and also through CIA black operations that we don't even hear about. Or, if we ever do hear about them, it's decades after the fact. And so, all of these historical events have been building upon one another because they're laying the groundwork to get us to where we are today in the year 2020 because the enemy is preparing to come after us, to come after Christians, to swing a knockout punch, to try to completely take us out of the public arena, to silence us once and for all. And that's what we've seen happening already with this COVID-19 man-made bioweapon scheme that's been hyped up to bring us into fear, to control us through fear, because they're using that as a cover story to say that Christians can no longer assemble together in their churches, that if they do so, they'll be arrested. And as President Trump's COVID-19 director, Deborah Burks, has already 
publicly accused Christians, accused the faith community as being the primary culprits for spreading the virus. And she's already made statements that Christians, even in their own homes, should stop singing. What would that be about? Stop singing what? Of course, praise and worship songs to God, because those are the kinds of songs Christians sing. But isn't it interesting that these same evil harlots running our government seem to have no problem whatsoever with these massive crowds, these protesters that are gathering in our streets by the hundreds and by the thousands to vandalize and to destroy private property and specifically many businesses? Yet, they're no threat at all to spreading the COVID virus. No, it's those Christians, of course. Those are the ones we have to shut down in silence. And this whole COVID-19 scheme is an assault to destroy small businesses in our nation by requiring healthy American citizens to be quarantined in their own homes. And this has been very destructive already, as we've seen. Over 58 million Americans have filed for unemployment benefits just since March 21st. And many businesses have already filed bankruptcy. And this is just the opening act in their agenda. There's much more to come as they seek the total destruction of small businesses and the total dependence of our people on a large government and large corporations that they control. Yet, despite all the evidence and despite all the warnings that God has given to his people, for the most part, what we're seeing is a public that continues to be deceived into believing that everything is going to be okay. And it's an amazing display of spiritual blindness, ignoring all the evidence right in front of our eyes, as even our president, whom many Christians have put their hope and trust in, is leading this Operation Warp Speed to accelerate the production of this COVID-19 vaccine and has mobilized the United States military so that later this year they can accelerate vaccination of the American people. And as part of this same program, this president has already formed an alliance with a major pharmaceutical company to produce the first 100 million vaccines with another 500 million coming soon afterwards. And all this for a vaccine that has never been tested, that has been produced in a rush, and that has been proven to contain many dangerous components. And so there's absolutely nothing to be concerned about here, right? This is all good. It's all on the up and up. But what it does is it exposes the condition of the church in America. And it exposes the wisdom of God in allowing these things to come upon our nation because we severely need a wake-up call. And the truth is that if the church was walking uprightly before God, seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness as we're instructed to do in the Scriptures, these evil schemes against 
our land would have been exposed long ago and we would have already prevailed against these evil culprits. No, it's only because of our own unrighteousness, our own disobedience, that these things have been allowed to prosper in our land. And I believe that's the reason why God has given Pastor Dana this word of warning instructing us to use the month of September to prepare for what's coming because I believe we're headed into this time that the prophet David Wilkerson saw back in 1973 and described it as six months of the worst hell our nation has ever seen. And some of the specific events that have been warned about as coming to pass during that six-month period, basically from October of this year to March of next year, includes a crash in the stock market, a potential crash of Deutsche Bank in Germany, Germany's largest bank, a banking holiday in the United States that could continue for an extended time. How long? It's not clear to me. But during a banking holiday, our money is not accessible for any purpose. We have no access whatsoever to it until the banks reopen. And the prophetic warnings show that when the banks reopen, the dollar will be worth half of what it was worth before. Other warnings include brutal attacks on elderly people living in retirement communities and even in nursing homes. And other warnings include murderous attacks on our children and a chaotic presidential election that causes the nation to erupt in violent protests. And there are multiple warnings that at some point after the election, there will be a massive explosion that will stun our nation and change it forever. And soon after that explosion comes the rise of militant Islamic sleeper cells violently attacking innocent American citizens and even slaughtering our children in school playgrounds. And all those terrible events are just a cover story and excuse to bring in the United Nations with foreign troops on American soil, including Russian and Chinese troops. And so it appears that's where all of this is going, but it doesn't start there. It starts now with the month of September and the following two dreams that I'm going to share here from Pastor Dana Coverstone explains that the scheme of the enemy begins now. Effective now in September, the first wave of the attacks are coming against Christians, specifically against Christian men, specifically in the area of sexual sins and lust and an attempt to destroy Christian marriages. And so it's time to be on the alert. And one of the ways we can know when we are under attack is a problem that previously seemed very manageable suddenly seems impossible to the point of making us want to quit and give up. And so the enemy applies pressure, hoping to get us to begin to speak 
in line with what he's showing us because he knows that if he can get us to begin to say, to get our words to come into agreement with the scenario that he's presenting, that we would give power and life to that scenario and begin to move and change the direction of our life to go in the wrong direction. And so what I have found that works for me is whenever I know I've come under attack when I'm suddenly struggling like that, I go to God. I just go to my prayer place and I close the door and I turn on anointed music and I just begin to give the whole mess to God. And I found He's plenty big enough to handle all that. And as I do so, it begins to break. It begins to lift off. And I begin to enter and receive His peace. And as His peace fills my heart, so my mind comes into alignment with Him. And I begin to see a clear path that it's not as big of a problem as I thought it was. And so the problem becomes minimized as God becomes magnified. And so if we'll just go to God he will give us the victory every time, and no scheme, no weapon formed against us can prosper. And by walking uprightly before Him, we can pray effective prayers. As the Scripture says, it's the prayer of a righteous man that avails much. And so I shared all of that as an introduction to the following two videos by Pastor Dana Coverstone in the first one, which is 11 minutes. He shares the dream he received on July 10th regarding the month of September. And right after that is a six-minute video in which he shares a dream he received on July 25th in which he saw the first wave of the attack of the enemy. And so here is Pastor Dana Coverstone. And I guarantee you this, we need to prepare for some serious, serious spiritual warfare. I had a dream Friday night. Because several dreams I've been on Facebook, and there are men in this room that I told that dream to that I had back in December. When I had the second one a couple weeks ago, I told the guys that Tuesday night about it as well, the continuation of the dream. Friday night, July 10th, I had a dream that followed the pattern of dreams that I had in 2020. I want you to listen to this, I want you to hear and fill my heart with it. I'm not trying to sensationalize this. I purposely decided to do it, say it this morning, both to my church and not do anything on Facebook with it. Well, I found that posting dreams on Facebook has uh, interesting consequences. A note to the Lord. Friday night, July 10th, I had a dream that followed the pattern of the dreams I've had with 2020. I saw a calendar turn to the month of September. And I saw a hand reach out and pull the month of September off of the calendar. Then that month of September was just floating out in the air, and I saw it land and sit right in front of the altar in our secret place. I saw the horns that are on the altar in there. I saw the picture of the return of Jesus and the healing. The four cardinal I saw them on the wall, and I saw the cross we have. So I knew I was in the secret place with the month of September on the floor. I was then instructed to stand on the mount and pray 
for the church to have a strong backbone, for corruption to be exposed, and for a great harvest in the coming months. And so I walked, and I actually walked and stood on the calendar, which was underneath my feet, standing in the month of September 2020. After I prayed for several minutes, I was instructed to get help, as I was not enough. So I began to spit in the air, begging believers to come and pray with me for the month of September. Pray for the church to have a strong backbone. Pray for corruption to be exposed, and pray for a great harvest. And suddenly, the, the, the calendar below my feet was getting bigger exponentially. If you've ever been to Europe, in some of the plazas and, and uh, courtyards of some cities, they have life-size chess pieces. I, it was like, like the, the, the calendar was getting that big, and I was on a life-size September calendar, if that makes sense. And I then saw that I was not alone. I was standing on, on Tuesday morning, September the 1st. After I woke up, the first thing I did was look at my phone to find out what day September the 1st was on to Tuesday. But I'm not the only one on the count. I'm standing on September 1st, and there's people on, on 2nd and 3rd and 4th. Every one of those days is filled with people that are standing on the month of, of, of September, and they're praying for the church. There were some praying in tongues. There were some praying out loud. There were some praying very quietly. There were some that were kneeling. There were some laying prostrate. Every model of prayer you can imagine, but these people were praying along with me. And then the cry went out again that more people were needing to pray so everyone, including myself, began to say, we need help. Come and pray with us. Come and pray with us. And everyone on the, on the map and the calendar that was praying was praying, asking people to come and to pray through the entire month of September. Every day, from the first to the last day, we're asking people to come and pray with us. Pray with us for the church, for corruption to be exposed, and for a great harvest. And more people began to show up on the calendar. And then I saw a hand, as if I was lifted up and looked down, and I saw a hand, or a finger, and it began to write the words, A Solemn, in front of September, and the word Assembly, after September. So all spelled out, it said, A Solemn September Assembly. And a very, very clear call to pray during that month. The numbers of the people kept growing and growing and growing. And now I realize that the contours of the calendar are actually beginning to fit into the contours of the United States of America. So as I'm standing on September the 1st, I'm up in the Washington and, and Oregon State area. So just imagine the calendar is, in the, in, is actually in the, in the shape of the United States of America. So I knew that specifically this was for the American church and our country. The people kept growing and they kept filling the gap. They kept, you know, there was a lot of white space on this calendar, but I'm seeing more and more people filling the first, the second, the third. I've got people side by side with me. There's hundreds of people on September 1st that were praying. Hundreds of people on September 2nd that were praying. But the more we prayed and the more aggressively we prayed, I saw storm clouds appear all over the country. And I saw fires that were outside of the contours, and I saw fires within the country. I saw both the fires of revival, and I saw the fires of opposition because of how hard we were praying. And yet the clarion call kept going out, pray, church, pray. Pray, church, pray. Pray, church, pray. And I saw incredible warfare in the heavens. It was impacting those on the ground. It was weariness in the saints that were fighting in prayer. Believers were holding each other up. 
standing together with that individual. There was black and white men and women. Everybody was fighting together in prayer on their knees or standing or just yelling it out. There was no distinction and no division among the body of Christ in this dream. The heavens were alive with battle. The sounds of battle. I saw angels. I saw demons. I saw warfare. But I saw believers in battle that was severe and intense and brutal. There were wounds and there was exhaustion. People would stand for a while and go to their knees and pray. They would stand back up. But I saw the bruises on arms and hands and their shoulders. I saw, I saw, I saw weariness in the battle. And the heavens were alive with the same type of battle going on. And in the dream, it seemed like it lasted forever. Finally, the battle was over. And my eyes were drawn, my eyes were drawn to the very last days of September. And I want you to understand one thing this is not a date setting dream. But I looked at that count, I saw people who were broken, who had been beaten down, they were wounded, but they were standing victoriously. And I saw the heavens open. And I saw the Lord stand with his angels. And he said very truly, Arise, my bride, arise, my bride, and prepare to pray. Arise, my bride, arise, my bride, and prepare for battle. And then lastly, arise, my bride, arise, my bride, and prepare to see my face. For I'm coming soon, and my reward is with me. And then it was like the sound of a thousand shofars blowing all at once. And in the dream, I could feel the wind of it hit my face. And I woke up so peaceful. I woke up with just the peace of Christ in the heart of my spirit. And what I sense is that the Lord is calling the American church to pray during the month of September. He said, arise my bride, arise my bride, and prepare to pray. Not arise and pray, he said, arise and prepare to pray. In other words, we've got to pick up our prayer lines. I don't know what's coming in September. I don't know if it's the one dream I had. But what I saw was intense spiritual warfare unlike anything I, I had ever seen or anything we've ever experienced as a nation before. I don't know what's coming, but I can tell you this. The battle he is preparing us for and calling us to pray for is going to be serious and difficult. And we should expect serious spiritual conflict today in that month. So the closer we get to the, to the to September, the body of Christ needs to be getting ready to fight spiritually like never before. And I'm not declaring that October 1st, the rapture is going to happen. Nowhere did Jesus say, I'm coming. On this day, he just said, I'm coming. The same thing he said in Revelation, the same thing Paul said, the same thing the disciples said, the same thing the Word of God tells us. Keith, if you can just come back to the keyboard for just a moment. We're going to have to learn to tarry again, church. We're going to have to learn to be on our knees and stay on our knees. Why? Because he's trying to warn the church that something is coming. Something difficult is coming. 
something big is coming. And we're not ready for it. I can say we as a church are not ready for what's coming. But I can tell you this. There are thousands and thousands of people that have contacted me and said, your dream struck a nerve because I have felt the same way. I'm hearing about churches that are starting prayer meetings. I'm hearing about national things being started. Why? Because other people have the same sense of feeling in their hearts, their minds, their spirit that something is wrong and that something big is coming. Linda, I've heard you say for several months now, something big is coming. You don't say it out of fear. You say it as a warning, but in your spirit, the Lord is saying, something's coming. And when something is coming, you prepare. If the weather guy says, okay, folks, there's conditions right now on the ground that's possible for a tornado to be hit. So be watching. Right? The Lord's telling us now the conditions are there for the tornado to hit. But come September, he's going to say, folks, it's on the ground right now in your area. What are you going to do? Help head from shelter? Help from cover? You know, cover? I'm calling this church. People can do with just what they want out there. But I'm calling this church to be start to start praying to get us ready for what's going to happen in September. I don't know what it is. And I'm sure the leader will say, well, October 1st, Pastor Ben, if nothing's happening, you can apologize, be better. Be better. Hey, Pastor Anna Coverstone here, Brooksville, uh, Kentucky, Livingwood Ministries Church. Uh, in Jasonville, Indiana, on my way home right now, my daughter's driving. I meant to get this on earlier, but because of preaching in the morning and afternoon service, we're not able to. Uh, but last night, Saturday night, July 25th, right around 1.19, I woke up from a dream that I had. And uh, interestingly enough, Mike Livengood had just texted me, or texted me an encouraging message all the way from New Zealand. And so he's the guy that Tom had prophesied of thousands decades ago, but nonetheless... Uh, I woke up to hear the notification go off, and it was Mike Livingood texting me. And so I took that as a sign after I got up from the dream that definitely it was from the Lord. Uh, in this dream, I saw a calendar starting in July, and it faded. It was almost like the month of July just faded off of the calendar, and it went right into August. And I saw August, the letters of August, September, October, November, December just got bold. Very, very bold. And uh, almost like they've been highlighted with a black marker. And then suddenly I'm walking near an abandoned slaughterhouse in the hometown where I grew up, about half a block from where I was staying at the moment. It used to be near my Aunt Betty's house. She used to live, we used to work there. And suddenly this overgrown with grass and weeds uh, ha uh, uh, slaughterhouse comes to life. I see smoke coming out of smokestacks. I see movement inside. And I'm watching what's going on. And suddenly I realize that it's demons inside, demons with uh, just ugliness about them began to appear before my eyes inside the building and they were arming themselves with weapons and preparing it for, it seemed like for war. And then I realized that this town was not the only place where this was taking place. Every a major city, small rural communities, uh, these, the, there were places where the demons were getting together uh, almost in teams and were preparing for war in that region. And then I realized that these kind of preparations that were taking place were just like sleeper cells, like terrorist sleeping cell, uh, sleeper cells all over uh, the country, we think of terrorist sleeper, sleeper cells getting ready for something. Only these were demons. Uh, and, and the cities of Minneapolis, Portland, Seattle, Louisville, they were just the opening assaults, and, and much more was planned by these cells in ways of violence and chaos. And the first volley that I saw 
was an assault on ministers and Christian leaders in the areas of sexual temptations and accusations. I saw the spirits of lust and pornography being released relentlessly, unleashed on pastors, upon Christian men throughout this country. It was a full out, full frontal staged attack on the minds of Christian men, pastors, and, and ministers. I saw marriage, I saw ministry marriages that were under attack and the need for those Christian couples to focus on their prayer lives together to defend themselves against these things that were coming. They were very, very strong spiritual attacks. And then I saw the outline of the nation and, and smoke rising from what appeared to be outdoor funeral pyres. Uh, think of the Vikings and, and Native Americans who used to put the bodies up on a funeral pyre and burn it, you know, and it would go into the sky. Uh, here's what I saw. I saw headlines declaring a sudden increase in a nationwide suicide spike. And that included some in Christian leadership. I saw people in ministry who were killing themselves. Uh, I saw angry people demanding that the government would, would fix the problems causing the suicides, which were mainly the financial losses, uh, forced evictions, job loss, the depression spikes, drug overdoses, and just rampant increases in abuse, both emotional, sexual, and physical, because of the COVID shutdowns. Uh, I, and then I saw post offices. I saw post offices that were open two to three days a week, not every day a week, not, not Monday through, through Saturday. I saw fields, large fields, fields that were filled with postal trucks, the smaller ones that delivered to your door or to your, to your mailbox. Uh, and they were, just, they were just full of these things. I, I saw the unemployment rate hit above 50% in the headlines with no help from the government. And that was spurring a lot of violence towards the government people in Washington, D.C. Uh, and the crowds were heinous. And I mean heinous in their efforts to get the attention. And, and then I saw that same white figure, but he, he appeared this time and he said, brace yourself, brace yourself. Brace yourself, with the emphasis on the word brace. Um, there were sleeper cells who were almost being activated. And I mean activated to, to bring attacks on Christian pastors, Christian ministers, Christian ministries. Uh, it was going to be a relentless attack on the body of Christ through the pastors. And I saw Christian marriages under assault. And so I just want to warn the church and pastors, be make sure people are praying for you and watching what's going on because there, there is coming an attack on our minds, our, our sexual purity. So guard your marriages, your relationships, the things that are, you know, the things you got to watch. Make sure you're watching what, what you're seeing on the internet, on your, on your computers, your phones. Because the enemy is going to do everything he can to destroy pastors and ministers right now. And he's also going to do everything he can to destroy Christian men in marriages. Because the spirit of lust and the spirit of pornography was one strong thing I saw. And I saw great waves of suicides coming. Um, at this point, I'm just I'm just putting things that I'm seeing and dreaming. I don't want to have a dream a week or a dream every day. I don't want to be doing this, but I understand that God's shifting some things in my life, in my ministry, in my call, and I'm seeing things that I believe are coming. Uh, the, the coin shortage continues, and now we're starting to see ones and fives in, in various situations. Getting last, we're seeing stores that are putting up, you know, no longer taking cash. So there are some aspects of those dreams that are happening as I speak. Um, I'm not claiming to be anything. But I'm a pastor who's having dreams and visions, and I'm seeing things that I believe are coming. And I'm trying to warn the pastors. I'm trying to warn the churches. These things are coming, and we got to be ready for them. So be in prayer. Be in the Word. Watch what's going on in your head, what's going through your eye gate, and make sure you keep your eyes and your hearts pure. Okay, that's all for today. Thanks for joining me, and I hope to be back with you again soon with another program.